This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Innovations Content Manager. Today I am in Greenfield with Mayor Fuel, um, looking at this great downtown, you know, a lot of investments occurring in their urban core. Um, But Mayor, first I wanted to start off with, you have won a really big award from the Ball State AIM Mayor's Institute City Leadership Executive. Talk about- I did, yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, talk about the process. Well, you know, the Mayor's Institute to me means uh, a lot of different things. The Mayor's Institute is really good for the mayors because it's a chance that we all get together, not only having good classes and learning things that we should try to pick up and and, uh, implement throughout our city, it also gives us a chance to catch up with the other mayors. You know, we all have the same problems, and if somebody's got a better mousetrap, I shouldn't have to reinvent every time. I'll be glad to plagiarize his and take credit for it and make sure that it works in my city because it's just important that we have that communications. And and I've traveled down, you know, uh, Greenfield is uh, uh, close to Indianapolis. And I told somebody just the other day, Chelsea, one of the greatest things going is that you can jump in your car in Greenfield, Indiana. You're safe. You're clean. It's a great city. We're growing. We grow at about a six to eight percent. You know, which is a great moderate growth. Uh, we have grown every year, and we continue that. So it's a great feat to live here and be able to jump in your car, go to the capital city, and be 25 or 30 minutes from downtown Indy. Park your car, go to a show, go eat. But we want you to jump in your car and come back home, which is Greenfield. And, and so it's pretty neat. One of the biggest hindrances I have is I'm 25 miles from Indianapolis because the things that I would like to see here and offer the people, sometimes we're just too close for them to be interested. Uh, a, a, a community college. I have worked since I got here to try to find an innovative way to have a community college. Ivy Tech has been out, and uh, you can't beat Doc, Dr. Elsmerman as the, as the president. But Shelbyville has one, Anderson has one. You have a full campus 40 miles to the east. So having that type of of, uh, luxury of having them around us hampers our ability a little bit to to obtain one. You look at, you know, Greenfield and what you've done as the mayor, such a testament to what it means to concentrate on placemaking and quality of life. You know, talk a little bit about your downtown and kind of the journey of turning Greenfield into what it is today. Well, Greenfield is a historic city. So you have a mile square area that the buildings are in the historic preservation. And so you have to be very careful that people understand you can renovate them, you can come in and build things, but you have to follow certain traits that is expected out of preservation. And we've been very fortunate. We just had a facade grant through the okra uh, grant that we received, and it was a, in the modern area of, I want to say, $750,000. The best part of that was it was about a 500000 but the other people that owned those buildings were willing to step up to the plate, put their money in, and invest their own money. 
when you see that happening, that's a caring solution that you have to make people want to be aware that we like being here, we like doing business here, and we're willing to, we're willing to uh, implement money to make it work. So it really makes you feel good because we had about 750. We did 10 buildings. We're in the process of just finishing that and wrapping it all up for the uh, winter. And that was just great to have uh, this opportunity to do that. We're, you know, If they have another one, I'm certainly going to look at it again because it gives us a chance. I know we had 14 to start, and the fort dropped off of it, have cried ever since they dropped off of it because if I can do $100,000 worth of work on your building for you, and it only cost you $10,000, that's a pretty good rate of return on the investment for that, for that owner. So we looked at that, the facade grant. You know, placemaking is very important. We, we have a living alley uh, over uh, to the uh, downtown section that we use for everything. We'll close that alley off. It's a parking lot, but it has lights across it. We use it for parking in the in the off season or the off times that it's not being used for a, a festivity of some type. We close that, and I'll tell people I'll close it because that's the way we keep people downtown having things for them to do. You know, as you drive into Greenfield, we have to be a little innovative because, as you probably noticed, coming into town there are no beaches, there are no mountains. So we have to find ways to want to make people come to the city of Greenfield. I don't know if you noticed when you were coming into town, there's four large towers or six large towers up at the interstate. Those light up at night and they have a, a, a opaque glass in them and you'll see the stripe in them being green. Now this week or this month, they've been pink because of cancer. Today, we switch them over because the FFA is in town for Indianapolis and a lot of those students and families are staying in Greenfield because of the hotels and the proximity that we have being able to get there reasonably. So we're going to change them to blue and gold for the FFA so that they can be seen as we care they're here because they're investing money in our city and we want them to stay here. So those types of things brings people here. You know, we have trails. We also worked with the hospital. The hospital is a very important uh, corporate partner of ours. It's a large employer, and we strive to be one of the healthiest counties. People who want to live here will look at that as a feat to want to reside in Greenfield and Hancock County because we are striving to be healthy. That's a commodity that you can make people want to be there to enjoy. So trails become a, a major uh, part of our life. The Pinsey Trail, as we talked earlier, uh, is a six, about a five-and-a-half-mile strip right through the center of our city. Now, it's not connected all the way yet to the east, and it goes to about 600 east to the, to the east side of town. And, but we need that because it's very much used, and it's 20 years old today. That's interesting. And that. so at 4 o'clock this evening, we're having a, an event at the trailhead where it first the first part ended and the second part started. We did the first section was from 400 East to Center Street. That was a three-mile section. And then we went from the three-mile section, we added two and a half miles more through the Lilly property to the uh, west, and which gave us five and a half miles of trail. And it's very much used. It's, you know, for all people, you know. And we have the police patrol it. We have... Uh, we have some speakers along there that people, if they need something, can, can hit a speaker button. We have a videotape 
along the trail because we want people to use it, but we want you to feel safe in using it. So it's a pretty much a, a thing that we would love to see grow even further. One of our goals is to take each corporate, corporate uh, town in Hancock County and eventually connect each one of those from Greenfield to Mount Comfort, Greenfield to Fortville, Greenfield to Charlottesville, wherever you have an incorporated area, we would like to see a, a way of getting there through a trail process. Then you can go all the way around the county on that system. So it's kind of neat to have those things as a, as a future building. It's really neat, the legacy that the Pensy Trail has in the Greenfield community and what it's going to mean for the next 20 years. Right? Exactly, exactly. You know, the, the it was the old railroad bed, and when Conrail uh, abandoned the railroads and they had the, the land there, fortunately we picked up the first section and got that land acquired for our trail to be a part of it and, and to use. So, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, we want it to grow. We want to develop along the trail. Our goal is to have some townhouses along the trail, to have the old grain elevator become uh, a focal point for maybe a pub or uh, shops and this type of things. So our goal in the next year, of course, we're in for the Stellar Grant this year. Should the Stellar Grant, uh, should we be lucky enough to be a recipient? We have that plan laid out. You know, we do a five-year comprehensive plan like all. But our plan goes five, 15, and 30 years out because we can't stop with just five-year plan every five years and update it. We need to have the ability to keep going. We got the literacy trail that we're coming off of the Penzi through the city on the literacy trail, and that's been financed by uh, through the MPO. We already have that money in place that will come to us, but it's part of that program too because I told the council the Stellar Grant is opportunity. And it, what it does is we have approximately 21 projects that we would like to see happen in the city, whether it be uh, facade grants, buildings, whatever. We want to have an amphitheater in this region and try to use that for bringing a bigger name entertainment to the city. Uh, so things like this. We have one brick street left in the city. I would love to refurbish it to keep it brick because future kids won't even understand what brick streets were. Right. So we want to make sure we try to keep some heritage along that trail. The trail is just an important commodity to our city. What would you tell maybe a city or town leader who is kind of at the beginning of looking at quality of life and making sure the next generation stays to raise their family in their municipality? What have you learned or um, kind of gathered from this place-making quality of life type of process that you could pass along maybe to a municipal leader who's at the start of it? I think one of the biggest factors is going to your already established entities and let them know that you're interested in them. You know, it's, it's very nice for me to bring new things to the city, but we also have to remember how we got here. And we need to make those people feel just as good as anybody else. So I think we have to listen. You have to listen to what people are telling you. What amenities do you like? We have a new splash pad. Because when I went door to door, that's all I heard, that we would like to have a splash pad. Now, this is not a water park. This is a splash pad. We're doing about $3 million worth of renovation on our pool. And because it starts this, we just passed the uh, uh, bids out for last Tuesday and got the bids in, and about three $3.5 million is going to be done to renovate the pool. So those things are people talk about. 
So you have to be willing to want to sit down and listen to those groups that you have. And you need to invite those groups in. We started our coalition of placemate building, and we had the first meeting we had, probably 15 people showed up. It went to about 45 or oh 50 people being there because that interest. And that's t during the day when people will take time out of their schedule. So we should listen to what they're telling us, too. We put boards up showing projects. We gave each one dots, red, white, and blue. And you could use the red for your first place, second place, and third. Show us what you want that you think is the most important. And like the towers we were talking about earlier, that was a sticker that went on there and said, we, want, we only have one way into our city, State Road 9 and I-70. We're not fortunate enough to have two to three exits and entrances in. So we have to make the most of what we can do to attract people to see us. And they have to be able to be heard. So I think it was important that we had the coalition and, and you have to have a planners that are interested in, in wanting this type of uh, atmosphere in your city. And what's been great is focus on quality of life has also attracted economic development. Tell me a little bit about this big project that you have coming in. I'm sure it's one of many. So. Well, we have, we're very fortunate. We have two shovel-ready business parks and industrial parks ready to go. And it's prime land. You know, we have 165 up by the interstate. And one of the companies that just recently came in was a company called BWI, which is Beijing West Industries. And when they came to town, we were one of 60 cities they looked at. And it narrowed down and narrowed down and narrowed down. And, of course, we had to offer some opportunities for them, too, to be, want to be here. We had the interstate. Uh, they wanted to be on the interstate and face the interstate. We had that available. We had egress and ingress to the interstate for their, for their product to be moved. So that's what you have to have. So when they came in, and they're going to be they're online right now hiring some people, 451 new jobs, and I met with them just the other day, and they were telling me by, 19, by uh, 2020 to 2021, they can be up to 900. So, you know, and Ivy Tech stepped up with the state. The state was a big part of helping us, you know, with the uh, trying to find the, the people to be there. So Ivy Tech's in the training process to try to, to help them discover where the people are at that they can use. That's great. So it seems like we have economic development occurring, you know, new jobs being created in Greenfield. You are in the process of applying for Stellar, which mm -hmm. is really great. You know, this new regional focus that they have mm -hmm. on that state. We program. are we we co-ventured and we are collaborating with Fortville. We're the two together that put uh, our thoughts together on how we would think. Fortville's a kind of like what our thought processes are. They've got new restaurants. They've got new things going on. So we thought that was a good collaboration effort with us. And it has been because we put our, of course, we won't know for another month or whatever, month and a half. But we felt very, very good with what we were trying to do and the things that we have accomplished. Great. So when you look ahead, you have these projects um, kind of in the pipeline. Um, you know, what is your vision for Greenfield? I mean, it's kind of an area that people have ties to. I remember coming here for Riley Days. Oh, well, we just finished together. Riley yes, Days and brought yes. about, you know, probably 125,000 people in in a three-day period of time for the festival. This festival next year, we just finished this one, next year will be our 50th year for the festival to be held in the city. And we block 9 and 40 for two blocks each direction. And... 
they set up the booths. We have different interests of entertainment. We have different uh, ideas for people to be doing. Art is a big commodity that we focus on. Uh, the poetry, because of James Wickham Riley, of course. The Hoosier Poet is what we focus on because that's he was from here. We have the Riley House down the street at the museum. So naturally, this is a focal point for us to uh, build on and have. And in 50 years, next year. So, I mean, that's a long time for a festival to keep running. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, when you look out three to five years down the road, I mean, what are you hoping for Greenfield? Or well, Chelsea, I think we're we're growing as we as we talk. You know, and again, like I said, we have a moderate growth, and we can handle that moderate growth. We own our own utilities. We own our electric water, sewer, and and uh, wastewater. So having those and having the ability to control those and know where they're going to be, how much extra we have, what we can bring in, and still provide service for everybody. And we're very reasonable in, in having those. Our commodity that we own still has a, a wide area of... Uh, growth that we can grow there. So, you know, I see in the next uh, five years that we just continue this growth pattern we're on. We want to be frugal with how we grow. I would rather have that five to six uh, growth pattern as have 25 and then 30 and not be able to handle the growth pattern. So to me, it's important that we know what we have and how to use it. And we have good people. You know, we have good people in Greenfield, and the city departments that I have as department heads all have that genuine interest that they're interested in the city, and they want to see the success of the city. So I think in the next five years we'll continue. I think by the time the census comes this time, we could be up in the 23 to 24,000 range. And, of course, we're a third-class city. It'll be a while before we get to the element where you could talk about a second-class city because, you know, of course, it's 35,000, and it'll be a while before we get there. But we're very comfortable with where we're at. We're comfortable in our growth. We're comfortable in what we have. And we, we like to think that the citizens have a big input in how Greenfield will, will grow. Great. Well, thank you so much, Mayor Fuel. I really appreciate your time in talking about Greenfield. Well, I always like to talk about Greenfield, so it's not any problem for me to (laughs) to spend another 15 or 20 minutes with you. Thank you very much, Chelsea.